Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Welcome back to another episode of the Far Better Podcast, where we seek to please God now so that our eternity is far better. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and I'm so grateful for the Scattered Abroad Network, for all of the efforts that are being put in by each and every one of our hosts, our bloggers. We've got so many good things planned for 2022. I'm excited to see where they all go, what all's going to happen, and I hope that you'll consider following after each of these podcasts. Of course, I'd love for you to tune in with me every week as we seek to study the Bible, but we have content every day of the week. You can always find something on the Scatter the Broad Network. If you're just finding us, one of the other benefits that I can tell you about is this is season two of Scattered Abroad on the, the Far Better podcast on Scattered Abroad. We have past seasons of the Far Better podcast that I call PSA, pre-Scattered Abroad, that are on the podcast app, every major platform. We have previous seasons of other podcasts. I know the Everyday Christian podcast had seasons before Scattered Abroad, uh, Weathering the Storm, uh, Asking God Why. The Transform podcast has had podcasts before. And you can locate a lot of those on all major podcast platforms as well. Give us a, give us a listen. If you like to binge listen to content about the Bible, it would be an excellent time for you to consider subscribing to the Scattered Abroad Network. You can subscribe to the Master Feed and get all of our shows, or you can subscribe to each individual podcast. But I would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and a review. That will greatly encourage and help our ability to reach more people as we seek to try and bring the Bible to every corner of the world. Today's subject is a a somber one. The next three weeks are going to be difficult to talk about, but I need to talk about them with you. The, The title of the next three weeks is basically a, an overarching overarching question of why is there suffering? Why is there suffering? Someone said on Facebook after a, a shooting at some time, our heart goes out to all of the victims. Words can't explain how much this hurts us. We are with you. Hashtag pray. Hashtag, where is God? Primo Levi, an Auschwitz survivor, is quoted as saying, There is Auschwitz, and so there cannot be God. These are just two comments that have been made in the past about evil, pain, and suffering. Many people believe that if God were truly benevolent, then he would keep bad things from happening. And it is important for us to consider these questions seriously. These are the very things that keep some people, and actually a, a good amount of people, from wanting to serve God because 
they they don't understand and no one's really ever given them an opportunity to to really see why do bad things happen and so today i want to ask one question what is it that ails us and obviously you could probably discern it's suffering When you look at the definition of suffering, it's the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. And I've found three different types of suffering specifically talked about in the Bible. I might have missed one, and if you know of one that I didn't cover, I'd be happy for you to give me an email. You can find all of that in the show notes. But the three that I found is the first is suffering that you cause. 2 Samuel 12, 10-14 tells us that David, for his sin with Bathsheba, had quite a lot of consequences to it, although we normally just remember that uh, the baby died. 2 Samuel 12, verses 10 through 14 says, though, Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me, and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house. I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he'll lie with them under the side of this son. You did it secretly, verse 12, but I'll do this thing before all Israel, before the son. Verse 13, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord has also put away your sin. You shall not die. However, Because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. This is suffering that you yourself bring about. So much is made and so many questions are asked about that little child dying. A couple of things. Number one, that child grew up not knowing the pain and suffering that David's house was going to experience. We're told that the sword would never depart from the house of David, that he would be pursued by a neighbor. His, his actually, his own son Absalom would grow up and take his own wives for himself. And in a lot of ways, God did a mercy to that child by sparing it from a life of pain and suffering in that regard. That child went to go to heaven. But don't mistake the fact that this child's death greatly grieved and moved David. Verses 15 through 23 talks about the child being born and falling ill and dying. And David was sorrowful over that. And a serious question that has to be considered from time to time and We have to ask it, would that child have ever been born if David did not commit adultery with Bathsheba? That suffering that he experienced was completely upon his shoulders and that of the shoulders of Bathsheba. It's never easy to deny sin, and it's harder to do it when people are in positions of power and authority. But it is never right to do wrong. David did wrong. Bathsheba did wrong. And they both suffered consequences for it. 
But poor Bathsheba, not only did she lose a child, David killed her husband. Suffering that he caused. The pure catalyst of all of that sorrow and heartache of those two chapters. David played a huge role. The second type of suffering that I find in Scripture, and these aren't only isolated incidents, these are just incidents that I can bring up Scripture-wise, but the second case is suffering for your faith. Job chapter 1, verses 8 through 12, the Bible says, The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? And Satan answered and said, Does Job really fear you for nothing? He just fears you because he wants to fear you? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand, God. Touch all that he has, and he'll surely curse you to your face. But now, you do something to him. That's what the devil's saying. And verse 12 says that the Lord responds by saying, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only don't lay a hand on his person. And so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. The third type that I found was unexplainable suffering. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10, Paul writes to those in Corinth that lest he should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, verse 10, I take pleasure in my infirmities and reproaches in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I don't know what Paul dealt with. But I know that Paul did nothing. Nothing. Other than serve the Lord. This is unexplainable suffering, and you could maybe tie tie that in with suffering for your faith, but there is suffering out there that it doesn't matter how faithful you are. It wasn't simply because you were faithful. Someone who wakes up one morning and has cancer, it's not because they were faithful and, and God said to Satan, well, you can give them cancer. Sometimes bad things happen to great people. Well, what causes it? That's the question you might want to know, right? I mean, I can't blame you. The sin of mankind is what causes it. In Genesis three sixteen and 17, 18, and 19, God says to the woman, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he'll rule over you. He turns to Adam and says, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles shall it bring forth for you, 
and you'll eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. Dust you are, and dust you will return. What a horrible thought. That before the sin of Adam and Eve, none of these problems existed. And ever since the sin of Adam and Eve, man has tried and labored as hard as possible to get life back to normal. I have spent in my time since I've started podcasting hundreds of dollars trying to get the best setup possible for what I like to do and for what I try to do. And sometimes that setup, it it runs smoothly. There's no issues. There's no problems. But a lot of times, things do not work the way that they're supposed to the first time I set them up. Sometimes weeks of my life are spent working on these items, trying to figure them out, getting them to work. And I sit there sometimes and I think this is supposed to be so simple. And I think about a farmer maybe who has a a piece of equipment that is supposed to help him till the ground or plow the fields or whatever else he needs to have done. Sometimes that piece of equipment works just perfectly. Other times, it doesn't. Was there mechanical error and failure in the Garden of Eden before they partook of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil? No. It was simple. You see something you want to eat? If it's not in the midst of the garden, go get it. You know, the serpent, who was more cunning than any beast of the field, contributed greatly to this, though. I don't want to place the blame It's not just that Adam and Eve decided one day, you know what we want to do? We're going to go eat that fruit. That's not what happened. They are still to be blamed. Don't get me wrong. But the devil came to them in verses 1 through 5, and it added just one word to what God had said. When he told them that they would surely die, the devil says in the form of a serpent in verse 4 of Genesis 3, you will not surely die. And after showcasing that, that was when, verse 6 tells us, they looked at the tree, saw that it was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, and that is when they determined to eat of that fruit. And they suffered ever since, and so has man. As we close the episode today, I want us to look at three people who dealt with suffering in the Bible. It's not an extensive list by any means. I could probably spend quite a lot of time and maybe even an entire season on just people who suffered. The first is Elijah. Elijah faced suffering when he defeated the prophets of Baal and then found out that Jezebel wanted to kill him. And in 1 Kings 19.4, he came a day's journey into the wilderness and sat under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die and said, It's enough, Lord. Take my life. I am no better than my father's. God, I'd rather die than keep going because of the suffering that I'm experiencing. 
Stephen is one who, for preaching the truth. Acts 7, 57 through 60 says, They cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, ran at him with one accord. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. We're worried about being canceled today. They killed him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Acts 7, 59 says, They stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He knelt down, cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep, meaning that he passed away. And Jesus is one, finally, that I think you knew was coming up in this discussion. But perhaps not the exact place that you think I'm going to go. In Luke 22, 41 through 44, the Bible says he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And in verse 44, it says, being in agony. He prayed more earnestly, and then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Being in agony agony. That's suffering. What a horrible thought. Suffering today is what plagues us. Next week, we're going to look at the second question I'd like to ask you that I've heard often asked, and I understand why it's asked, and you've probably heard it too. Can't God intervene? Can't he step in? So tune in next week for that answer to that question. But before we go, I want to remind you to check the show notes for our social media links, to leave us a rating and a review, to email us if you'd like to ask a question or maybe you'd like to see a topic dissected at some point on the Far Better Podcast or any of our podcasts. If there's anything we can do, to help your walk with Christ, that we can do and accomplish for you, let us know. I'm thankful that you've been with me on the Far Better Podcast today, where we seek to please God now so that our eternity can be far better. Tune in next week for a new episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.